chapter seventeen of the book of love by paolo montegazza this librivox recording is in the public domain the hell of love two there is perhaps no greater torture than that which a woman must suffer when compelled to submit to the caress of a man whom she does not love i do not mean by this the brutal violence that assimilates an embrace to homicide and relegates it to the criminal code and the prison in this case we would have a human beast that strikes bites sheds the blood of a poor creature who swoons with terror or struggles powerlessly in the clutches of a tiger they are sorrows which belong to the story of terror to the bloodiest pages of supreme tortures i intend to speak here of the caresses that a woman must accord to a man because law money or a surprise of the senses has sold her to him without love i intend to speak of torture bitter sombre deep as infinity and which assimilates the prostitute to the martyr these sorrows among the greatest that the human heart can suffer were by a cruel nature almost exclusively reserved for woman man by the special nature of his aggressive sex must be spurred to the embrace by a sudden enthusiasm his senses must be clouded by intense lust in him voluptuousness can do without love and physical love has a joy that is sufficient to conceal mercifully all his lack of sentiment and passion for if indifference hatred contempt permeate him entirely invading even the last entrenchments of love then no caress in the world can revive it no law human or divine can force him to accept a caress which to him is repugnant there is no case in which the ancient theory of freedom of the will shows its ridiculous falsity as plainly as in this woman however may be as cold as ice feel chilly shivers of aversion and loathing run through her entire body hate a man to the desire of death despise to abhorrence a man who is near to her and yet in many cases she can and in very many she must submit to his caress frigid with grief in her heart and hatred on her lips she beholds the ardour of that man which burns but does not warm her she looks on the sublimity of enthusiasm only as the culmination of ridicule she discerns passion but finds it simply grotesque she perceives impetuosity and for her it is nothing but violence instead of love with its flashes its lights its perfumes she sees smells touches simply a brutal force which debases prostitutes pollutes her an infinity of repugnance in an ocean of nausea when woman has fallen into that mire through her own fault she cannot be more cruelly punished the immensity of prostitution is avenged with an infinity of outrage the holiest thing is plunged into the most fetid mud the greatest joy gives place to the greatest shame but when on the contrary the daughter of eve is brought to this sacrifice of the body by the tyranny of the law by the perverted tendencies of our moral education 
when she finds herself led to that cruel misfortune through ignorance or through the fault of others then if she does not yet possess that scepticism which heals the heart or that cynicism which shields it if she still knows what modesty is if she still remembers the trepidations of love then that poor woman drinks drop by drop the most cruel torture that any creature can endure then she passes through a long and merciless agony to have dreamed for years and years of the promised land of love to have conquered it inch by inch through the reveries of childhood and the rosy aurora of adolescence to have felt an immense horrible fear of dying before having loved to have loved and to love to be aware of a volcano in the heart to be at the gates of paradise and inhale through the portal its inebriating perfumes and then after all this to become conscious of having been transformed into a vessel which satisfies the thirst to feed on the bosom a roaring beast to be a part of the regime of a man like magnesia or leeches truly this is more cruel torture than the inquisitors ever invented it is really too great a sorrow for a lonely weak creature what mass of meditations what abysses of desperation are gathered in a few seconds in the head of a woman caressed by a man whom she does not love what eloquence in silence that silence which ovid the libertine eagerly advised women to avoid often does a man press to his bosom a creature who does not love him and whom he too heedlessly prostitutes while the victim meditates a long cruel revenge more than one adultery more than one assassination was conceived discussed vowed in that moment when man enjoying the supreme bliss believed to have in his arms a happy creature more than one embrace has generated twins a new man and a new hatred a tenacious and bitter hatred which only the death of the one who hates can extinguish since it often survives the death of its object o men you who see in love a cup too empty and find in matrimony only an association of two capitals or a mechanism for reproducing the species remember that for many creatures love is the first and the last of passions the first and the last of joys and remember that for very many women whom you neglect and perhaps despise love is all of life there is no nature so unhappy that its distress could not be relieved by another nature capable of mending the shreds of the heart tempering the bitterness straightening the rachitic limbs there is no man born weak or sickly who could not become robust if he only should live in a climate be supplied with food and surrounded with the physical and moral atmosphere that agrees with him and i believe that the same can apply to love if we could dedicate half a century to the search for the right woman if diogenes lantern could be fitted with the electric light which modern science concedes to us certainly among the thousand millions of human beings who tread this planet we could and should be able to find the woman who would be happy with us and make us happy unfortunately life is too short and love is too rapid and exacting in its desires to make such a search possible and even for the most fortunate and wisest creatures a part of happiness is always among the unknown quantities determined by chance and not by reflection hence many and beautiful natures are 
tied by love-knots and still are not happy because characters fit each other on many sides of the human polygon but not on all the study of these contrasts of these partial incompatibilities would require the moral analysis of the entire man of all his social vicissitudes while many of those sorrows do not belong solely to love but spring from all human affections and poison friendship fraternal filial and paternal loves some of them however are peculiar to the love of loves to feel at the same hour at the same moment in the same degree the stimulus of a desire or the thirst for a caress is a rare thing a fortunate coincidence which gilds with the most beautiful rays the happiest hours of life but it can never be the bread of a daily bliss in all other cases thirst arises in one of the two and is communicated to the other so that a spark draws a spark a caress generates caresses it is an invitation of lips a fluttering of wings a harmonious note which calls from a bow to another bow but it is always the invitation to a rendezvous the awakening of one who slumbers in these invitations in these first skirmishes the ridiculous always runs parallel and very near to the sublime love stands between them it is true and never permits them to unite but the least inadvertence the least unscrupulous or heedless movement may bring the two elements into contact and the ridiculous wherever it touches wounds self-love and with it love even upon the most impatient the most ridiculous the most grotesque desires you should throw at once the mantle of love to cover them every thread of ridicule then vanishes like vapour no wounding of self-love is possible i address myself to woman because she oftener than we has the opportunity of healing these unsightly wounds because she has her hand suavely ready to aid woe if your companion should blush through your fault because you knew not at the proper time and place how to close your eyes or shield them with the merciful veil of your hand or your love how much bitterness how much rancour and spite how many nettles and thorns are found on the blooming paths of the most fervid passion just because delicacy of sentiment does not always know how to reconcile the inequalities of the senses because a too exacting modesty repels a too live ardour of temperament or because woman does not decide with wise perception that the too exacting demands prompted by selfish love and not by love should be allowed to starve by fleeing one may lose or conquer by standing one's ground one may lose or conquer but many flee when they should not recede many stand firm when they should flee hence many defeats which disappoint both conquerors and conquered and love often lies on the ground drenched with its own blood the tortures the spites the bitternesses the wearinesses the stings the torments of love should be deeply studied because they always move side by side with joy and voluptuousness and very few are so fortunate as not to stumble against them much luck a thorough knowledge of man great experience can defend us from them so that at the end of our career we may bless love which though with some slight sorrow has perfumed our life with its most beautiful flowers i have alluded only to some of the torments which populate the hell of love but their number is infinite their names are countless in every field of sentiment of senses and of intellect man possesses a much greater possibility to suffer than to enjoy and when bliss is attained and the veins are cut from which oozes the bitter sap of sorrow it is always after a long fierce battle 
in which we defend ourselves with all the weapons of nature and art here also and here more perhaps than anywhere else the weight of mental virtues is revealed in all its power the influence of a noble and generous character in all its strength the ardent and impetuous heart is not a source of greater amorous bitterness when the calm light of reason burns within it when the sublime incapacity to commit base actions accompanies the desire for the good when we enjoy more the pleasure we give than that which we receive weak and defective natures are strengthened and straightened when they have for support the robust column of an affectionate and noble nature even the rabid rancors of small hearts lose their bitterness in the calm blue ocean of a character which is all sweetness and sympathy End of chapter seventeen